know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim? Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out and BS, I love you. Hello, listeners, and welcome to The Protagonist Podcast, where each week we talk about a great character and a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski. And I'm Todd Mack. And this is one of those weeks, though, when we're taking a break from talking about a great character and a great story. We're not. Uh, To help us out with an anime special, we're joined by producer Andrew, who'll be stepping in. And also Norman Mitchell from Lord of the Rings Podcast and our last episode of The Protagonist Podcast. Lord of the Rings Minute. Lord of the Rings Minute Podcast. Sorry, I left that off there, Norman. That's fine. I'm glad to be here uh, to talk about anime, which I have a great passion for. <laughs> it's, it's good I think stuff. that's like an, an, uh, a gross understatement. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. I I just want to point out that like I think it's it's something that people should become more familiar with, just as an option for a source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like you have basically infinite available entertainment at this point. There's too much, and I think people should dip their toe into this as a possible source because mm-hmm. you might find things that you want. Just like through the protagonist podcast, we dipped into grand hotel, a, a Spanish, Spanish soap opera. Yeah. And like, Hey, there's, there's, you know, non English options. Yes. That are available the, in, in translation. The um, listeners get excited. ABC has optioned an American version of grand hotel. They started to cast it. <laughs> Fingers crossed that it's good. Yes. Um, but, you know, like, like explore a little bit. Get get a taste of this. And guess what? Anime and manga is readily available in English. It's at your fingertips. Try some stuff. Yes. And so we say, said... I'm, uh, I'm going to guess that go some of the tough. stuff that we're going to be talking about is not readily available at people's maybe not so much but but in general you know things that we have talked about in the past or you know if if you do a little research or or talk to your friend who knows about anime or manga everyone's probably got one (laughs) and you know who they are you know talk to them (laughs) and and try try some of the more popular you know more widely accepted Mm -hmm. ones in the western audience and and say it's like okay like people are into this is is it good can I get into it? Would this be entertaining? And if you decide no, fine. But if so, it's like, hey, new media that yeah. might have years of content for you to binge. So we, we said we're doing an anime special. We haven't quite defined that yet. Um, and in some ways, I think we need to share the origin story of this special. Uh, last year, we had Norman on as a guest to talk about an anime series called Rurouni Kenshin. And after we finished recording, we were still just chatting a little bit, shooting the breeze with Norman. And somehow... We mentioned 
someone one of us mentioned an anime series that is called what was called Andrew Strike Witches. Strike Witches. Which we didn't know the title at the time. Yeah, we didn't know the title. I think one of us had just seen the image. Uh, and could one of you guys maybe give a 10 second description of what Strike Witches is? Uh, it is some girls in the World War II era with jet fighter legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are witches. And, and they, they do fight. magic. I, I think so. I think the jet fighter legs magnify their magic and they fight like aliens because the world war was suspended when an alien invasion happened. Right. And when we I say think. jet fighter legs, don't think booster jets like Iron Man. Think full jets. Like with wing elements. Prop and <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Propellers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this is their legs. And there's something that is just so joyfully like creative and, and, and exuberantly like we're just going for it, guys. Yeah, they have like animal ears also because they're witches. Uh-huh. And tails. Yeah. But there's something that's just like, we're going to throw everything together. That for me, that kind of creativity has become a hallmark of anime. I know that not all anime mm-hmm. series do this, but there seems to be a freedom to just say, we're mixing it up, guys. And, 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 and this is the world we're in. And here it is. And, and a lot of times they don't even explain the world. It's just like, come into this world and enjoy enjoy this. Um, and last episode on the Protagonist Podcast, we were talking about Full Metal Alchemist. And in volume one, uh, the author and creator of Full Metal Alchemist, Hiromi, Hiromu Arakawa, um, says that she loves B-movies. And kind of like where she's, she says, when you watch a B movie, sometimes it's like, what in the world? How did this thing get made? <laughs> like, um, and she says something about that drew her in and she likes that feeling. And she wanted to bring a little bit of that. Uh, this is the quote, that kind of over the top flavor into her own manga. And that gave the birth to the idea of doing this alchemy story with brothers, one of whom has is in is a suit of armor, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, with a and- heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally, metaphorically. In this case, the suit of armor is literal. Yes, <laughs> uh, and that over the top creativity is just—it's not something I would want to consume solely as my entertainment diet, mm-hmm. but to occasionally say, you know what. I want to see something with these, you know, these girls with jet engine legs who are fighting aliens by using magic during World War II. Like, I, I want that as an option in my entertainment. And so our anime special is be kind of kind of an exploration of that over-the-top creativity. <laughs> How this is going to go is we're going to take turns reading off a title. And I guess this is something else we should note. Anime series have the best titles. I, I'm just going to say, period. That is a factual statement. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we are dealing with titles that were translated that, into English. That depends on how you qualify the statement best, but I agree. <laughs> yes, uh, but even with that qualification, you're right, right? It, they, they are the best. And, and in many cases, you're not sure exactly what it means. Um, so we tried to find anime titles that none of us knew anything about, which it turns out Todd and I were maybe jumping into the deep end by inviting Andrew and Norman on to participate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In this. By right. far the hardest part of this whole entire game was just finding four titles that Andrew and Norman had not were not familiar with. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I am astonished. <laughs> as I as yes. I put next to the beginning of my my monstrous list of possibilities, I hope I didn't ruin this game. Yeah. Yes. So um, just a few examples of ones that we couldn't use because one or more of us already knew too much about them. Some of the great anime titles that are out there. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. Bo, 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 bo. Samurai Flamenco. Oh, I love that title. I'm so sad that 
I, I knew just a shade too much for Norman to be able to use it. <laughs> but it's such a good combination of words. Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. That one, I think, is on oh, no, Todd's I'm list. Using oh, okay. You're doing, you're, you are yeah. using that one. Oh, yeah. That oh, was, yeah. That oh, yeah. That spoiler. Spoiler. That one made the cut. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> that one can go first. Uh, the Devil is a Part-Timer. <laughs> Which uh, is space incredible. Dandy. <laughs> um, I think, uh, in line with Space Dandy, I think um, the, the creators of that one... Uh, before that had made Cowboy Bebop, but I think Norman and I both knew that we would both know that one, so we didn't even bother to yeah. put it on there. there were, oh, what uh, is it just named? By the way, Cowboy Bebop, not about an old Western DJ. <laughs> it is about a space bounty hunter. Yes. <laughs> Several, in uh, fact. With a uh, another great title, Batum. Just the onomatopoeia. Batum. <laughs> yes. And Andrew, what are your favorites that we weren't able to use because uh, Norman knew it was mm-hmm. Fate Stay Night unlimited blade works oh, so, no, no no wait what was well, the other well, one it, in in the series the fate series where and when we say uh fate stay that there's a slash between those words so fate stay night colon unlimited blade works but in the fate series there is also uh fate extra last encore which is just <laughs> such a great arrangement yeah, of i don't words. know what that means but it, it works for me okay so our game we're going to read off a title of an anime and we're going to read a brief synopsis that is real this is what the thing is actually about and then we're going to read a made-up synopsis that it could be anything that was in our heads and th- at that point everyone else guesses which one was real and which uh, or chooses which one they think was the real one if you guess the real one, you get a point. If someone guesses your fake summary, you were the reader, and if you guess your fake summary, you get a point. And we're all going to have enough turns that it should even out. We have the equal number of opportunities for points, and mm-hmm. we'll see who can make up the craziest anime or identify the real anime best. Really, mm-hmm. the points are just here for us to have fun. Yes, <laughs> but really, we're just reading off titles and descriptions. Yeah, and I think I uh, inadvertently cast Todd to go first when I read off one of his titles. So, uh, why don't we have Todd, uh, Norman, uh, me, and Andrew. We'll go in that order for the guessing and also the reading. Sure. Does that sound good? Okay, but I'm not starting with uh, Bubblegum because I'm just going to start with my worst one. Um, <laughs> what you think might be your worst one. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it, the, the only reason I say this is the worst one is because I could not find a, a very detailed summary of what this was. And so, there's no way for me to, to really dig into this. So, I mean, this is called Kitty Girl... Uh, hyphen and kitty girl and and there's nothing else after that conjunction typically no. which is a, a conjunction conjoins two clauses yes. yeah. or phrases one would think <laughs> um so and it's spelled k-i-d-d-y kitty girl and so this is either the story of how a little girl one day looks in the mirror and realizes that the person looking back at her is not really her or it's the story of how three waitresses try to earn their way into an elite group of galactic police. So, kitty girl and. We, we did cap our summaries at 100 words. That was a soft did, cap. I think a lot of us are, are shorter than yeah, that. Yeah, we, we're not going to hit that cap in everyone. Uh, for example, Todd's <laughs> summary <laughs> didn't quite hit 100. No, I did not hit 100 words, and none of mine are going to hit 100 words. Uh, um, one but of mine might this was be by shorter than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're calling the 100-word cap the Dream Lord Corollary, or the, <laughs> the Dream Lord Precedent. <laughs> Because of an incident in our uh, in our last Christmas special, you can so, go listen to that Christmas so special. So this is either so this is either like an existential horror series or a story about waitresses who want to be astronauts. Yep. Uh, 
I'm going to go okay, with waitresses uh, who want to be astronauts. That's my vote. Yeah. All right. I am also going to go with waitress astronauts as my uh, true true version of Kitty Girl and. That is also my pick. Ooh, Tom, I just cleaned up, or we might be at a level playing field to start. We are at a level playing field to start. Oh, it's okay. about waitress astronauts. All right. Boom. I, like, I, I think I picked that because I'm like, I kind of want to see that show. <laughs> like, that's an interesting premise. Well, I picked it but, because... But the other one, I'm like, that's also an interesting premise. But we just read The Man Who Buried Himself, so I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. also, I thought that is Todd's horror story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too personal to Todd. Yeah, that, that was, that was too know, much of Todd. If you didn't know Todd so well, <laughs> yes. All, All right, right, so uh, I'm gonna. Um, we've got a point each. Uh, you, well, well, you don't get a point. Me, Todd. I don't have any yes. points. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got a track. I've, yeah, I've got Andrew a is uh, our scorekeeper this round. I'll give updates. I'll. I'm. You'll be a backup scorekeeper. Yeah. Okay. Norman, what what is your Okay, so the the first one that I'm going to go with is A Place Farther Than the Universe. So, is this story about two brothers who saw a UFO as children? They both wanted to be astronauts. It's the year 2021. One brother is on his way to the moon. The other is just starting training. Or is it about a group of high school girls who dream of exploring Antarctica and will do whatever is necessary to get there? Okay, the title was A Place Farther Than the Universe. A, a, a place beyond the universe. Farther a place, than. yeah. Farther, Farther than, than the universe. Hmm. And I'm guessing first on this one, I'm going to go with uh, the explorers, the uh, the girls, the girl. Because I think they're both. Yeah, they're, they're the girl stories. explorers. The second the second summary you read. I'm going to go with the brothers. Okay. Todd, I'm also going with uh, with the girl exploring Antarctica. Okay. Girls exploring Antarctica is the f- correct one. Yes, man. Todd's on the board. All right. So that's a point for Norman, a point for Joseph, and a point for Todd. Yes. Boom. I have two points. (laughs) It it is correct at this point to yell out insurmountable lead. (laughs) Except you're tied. Historically. Oh, right. (laughs) All right. uh, My... uh, I'm going to have a little longer summary. I guess that's not a surprise to any frequent listeners of these kinds of games. Uh, cat soup, cat soup. <laughs> yes, not ketchup, but but the word cat and then the word soup. Yeah. Cat ketchup, <laughs> not not cats up the knockoff brand at your grocery but, store for seventy five cents. Like yep. a a chicken noodle soup. Yes, yes. All right. Is this the story of Kura, who has had a rough life? Her parents were murdered when she was three. She was indentured to a cruel chef. Sugisata as a child and then she was also as a side note born with cat ears and a tail no explanation now uh, now she's a teenager and the sous chef to Sugisata and Kura has dreams of making a name for herself by preparing the legendary Oishi soup but when a high profile guest at the restaurant is murdered Kura becomes the prime suspect she has to go on the run uh, and while she is simultaneously trying to clear her own name she is also trying to gather the rare ingredients for this soup that will make her the world's most famous chef and also, uh, she finds clues about her parents' murder along the way. Okay. Or <laughs> is this... That's incredibly detailed. 
<laughs> yeah. Or it's cat soup. You think that one was detailed. <laughs> the story <laughs> of a brother and sister. They are anthropomorphic cats. So walking, talking cats. When Nyako, the sister, dies, her brother, Niata, sees her soul being taken away by death. So Niata begins a tug of war for his sister's soul, but the soul rips in half. And death gets one half. And Niata gets the other, and Niata goes and he shoves the half soul that he has back into her sister's nostrils to try and uh, reanimate her body. And she begins breathing, but she's basically comatose. Uh, and, and so now Niata, the brother, has to go on a surreal journey through the land of the dead to reclaim the missing half of his sister's soul. I was afraid that somebody at some point was going to start using names in all of these things yeah. <laughs> and that was gonna make it tricky or give it away but joseph supported that by putting names in both of them i'm not gonna go halfway on my on my fake summary right you can't do that um i am going to go with the anthropomorphic anthropomorphic cats and the and, and, the, and the tug of, of war soul yeah okay who's got the next guess i think you do uh, you do todd I'm also going with anthropomorphic cats. I am also going with anthropomorphic cats because Nyata and uh, Nyako, cat is part of those names. See, this oh, is I the danger in using. I gave the, it away by, by giving yes. the real names of the of the characters. It is the uh, surreal journey through the land of the dead to reclaim half of a sister's soul. I was just fascinated by the idea of a tug of soul, a tug of war <laughs> over a soul souls. with death. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, now, I, I want to say the chef cat is not a bad synopsis, Joseph. <laughs> no, you. I do appreciate that. And and when I was listening to that one, I was like, it's got to be this one. <laughs> There's so many details. It could be real. <laughs> um, Just looked up some names it was to use, real. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I did uh, go look up Japanese names. So I was trying to, I, trying to be accurate. Yeah. Not not a dumb thing to do. Yes. Okay. Andrew, uh, your first uh, reading. Yes. Are you guys ready? And then we'll do a point total after this. For See a, a real and made up synopsis for Heat Guy J. That's just the letter J. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, can you spell J for me? But there's a, there's a real habit in Japanese titles to use single letters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Heat Guy J. The city of Judo ain't such a nice place to live. Deranged mafioso Claire Leonelli rules the streets with an unpredictable brutality, and the police can't do a darn thing to stop him. Their only hope is to find a hero, or two. Enter Bureau of Urban Safety Special Agent Daisuku Aurora and a steam-powered Punisher of Punks known as Android J. <laughs> or, <laughs> this cooking competition has some serious high stakes. The self-taught orphaned underdog hero, Jay, will have to bring some serious heat to the kitchen if he wants to win and show the world that he has what it takes to cook the spice-filled Latin-Indian fusion cuisine that can stand up to the snobbiest oh scrutiny God. of the International High School Culinary Review Panel. All right, I just want to applaud. I don't know which one of those is real fake, but well done. Well, well done. <laughs> Uh, I think that Todd is is set to uh, answer for that first. I'm going with uh, the first one, the mafioso and the, the, yeah. I'm, 
I love your second. I love your second uh, synopsis, I, but I'm going with the first. I think your second synopsis sounds a little crafted. I'm going to go with the first one as well. <laughs> I'm going to go with the cooking competition because uh, I just did a cooking one, and uh, I, I, I like the synergy. Uh, the correct answer is the mafioso oh! and the the, <laughs> the Bureau of Urban uh, Safety. So this was just a, a, an incident of us being brothers that we both yeah, made I up some so. cooking. Oh, yeah, there's I lots of cooking I was, anime. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? I, I was partially inspired by what little I knew about the anime Food Wars, oh, which man. is a cookie cop, cooking competition anime. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I was worried that mine was a little too crafted and a little too pun heavy <laughs> but but i feel like i i you were you really made me laugh. i was selling it you yeah. really made me laugh the, the high stakes was was spelled just like high stakes but <laughs> i was thinking about the pun all right oh, so man, Norman, i need to circle back to something you just said there is a subgenre of food anime there's there's yeah. so much food anime uh so this is a title I didn't think of. <laughs> anime food is is historically well known as looking fantastic. All anime food looks like it, it, it'll make you hungry. Uh, it looks beautiful. There is there is not only like a subgenre of like cooking anime, but virtually all cooking anime or manga is like long form series aimed at inspiring young boys, and it's all about like a, a journey to become the best, and it's framed in the same sort of way as like. Dragon Ball or Naruto, <laughs> but it's about cooking. Yeah, hyper hyper intense. There's even um, action shots. Are there? Are there like uh, um, what what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, when they edit all the shots together. Oh, why am I suddenly blinking? Not on montage. Oh, you know, a, mon- a montage of like close ups of or, knives. Oh, yes. I thought you yes. meant like splitting the screen. Um, like uh, one, there's one Probably. called like Yakutate Japan that he wants to be like the best baker in Japan, and there's there's one that's uh, called Fighting Foodons which aired on the Fox box many years ago, which is like a Pokemon series with monsters made out of food. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, but I, I, I see a lot of um, like ads and stuff for food wars. And so that was on my mind <laughs> when I wrote my synopsis for heat guy J, but I really, uh, I think somebody should make that series about the <laughs> Latin Indian spicy food <laughs> fusion. <laughs> And the the orphaned, self-taught underdog hero, Jay. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, uh, after round one, uh, Norman has four points. I have three points. Joseph has two points and Todd has three points. So who has the insurmountable lead? Uh, Norman. Norman. Well, obviously, Norman is, you know, a sophisticated player. Yes. His his anime knowledge is, is, is he's, he's working from a high base there. Yeah. Okay, Todd. Uh, you are up for your second title. Okay. Uh, did Norm do his? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah the... You did Place Brother Than the Universe. I got it. Okay. Okay. My second title is Heart Boiled Papa. <laughs> is this another cooking thing? <laughs> Heart Boiled Papa is either the story of a female detective who is about to make the collar of her life when she realizes that the mob boss she is after is actually her father with her loyalties torn. She now must figure out if she will ultimately join her father or turn him in. So that's one, or it's the story of a young girl who walks into a hard boiled detective's office and realizes that he is her father. Her mother had, or he realizes that he realizes that she is her, he is her father. I'm sorry. 
Her mother had died in a car crash years earlier, and now she and her heart-boiled father must learn to live together and love each other in this heartwarming tale. There are way more puns going on than I expected, guys. And I just want to say, I approve in this setting. <laughs> yes. I feel like you would approve in most all settings of a pun. I mean, I don't know. there there is an in, in, inappropriate puttery, as we all know. Yeah, uh, there's but. there's no such thing as an inappropriate pun. You you <laughs> seem to uh, enjoy a pun more than uh, more more than most. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, okay. So, so, right, so heart boiled. Yeah, yeah Norm, and, Norman is the first pick, and, and the first one is just a quick like one sentence refresher. Yeah, which one finds out her father is a criminal or. Uh, Little girl, detective that finds out he has or, a daughter. Yeah, or detective that finds out he has a daughter. I'm going to go with the first one. I think the first one's the real one. I'm also selecting the first one. I am also selecting the first one. Although both of these seem really up Todd's alley, like yeah. we're dealing <laughs> with with film noir and hardball detectives either way. So it's kind of yes! tough, but. Yes, 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 I got uh, all three of you to choose the wrong oh, one. <laughs> I, okay, I, I regret my choice. That's amazing. I, uh, I was, I, in my head, I thought the second one, but then I thought, I'm going to ride Norm's coattails to a free point right now. <laughs> so now, Todd is so that's, that's, uh, that's three points for me. Yeah, Todd, you, you now have a significant lead. Is that three points for me? Yeah. yeah. One goes with three, three I think we need a name for that. Uh, a, a clean sweep. Hat trick. <laughs> yeah, a hat trick. I was, I was hoping for something more anime-oriented, guys, than than our classic sports <laughs> use. Um, I mean, Norman and I could probably make some references, but yeah. like that's not going to work for you. Like if I if I call it like Asanin, Norman's right, going to get yeah. it. But what if we call it like like uh, three magic uh, cutting blades? I don't know three. <laughs> Uh, uh, wait, wait! You guys, you guys know about One Piece? Oh, a a Roar no Zoro. Yes, yeah. three I, swords. I like it. Yeah, you got it. It's a Zoro. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Uh, Norman, what title have you got All for right. us? So this is the one that Joe wanted to hear. Uh, yes. So this one is Pumpkin Scissors. <laughs> hey, li- <laughs> listeners, right now you're glad I said, please do that one. <laughs> So, right, because you you just found out there's an entire anime series called Pumpkin Scissors. So, oh, like, I don't know if I should think of it as scissors made of pumpkins or scissors for pumpkins. So, I was imagining like two gourds bonking <laughs> against each other trying to cut something. <laughs> Pumpkin scissors. So, is this series uh, set in a post war post war world similar to the Western Europe of the 1930s? Soldiers who no longer have a place resort to banditry. A group of former soldiers do their best to help a starved and recovering people in a country plagued by corruption. Or is it the year 4141, man has mastered the art of space travel and looks to colonize the stars. Deep in the far reaches of the galaxy, a ship of colonists crashes and must do their best to survive on a planet full of hostile and possibly sentient plant life. Um, oh what are these? Must <laughs> pumpkin scissors? <laughs> Let's see, here's the real. thing. I don't have a problem believing that either of these exist. I have a problem thinking that either <laughs> of these of could possibly have the title scissors. Pumpkin Scissors. Alright, I am gonna go... I have to pick first, right? Okay. <laughs> um, 
This might be embarrassing, Norman, but I think you forgot to give us the real summary. <laughs> you just made up two. <laughs> you just be like so creative. <laughs> no, I will. Uh, I'm going to go with the second option: the space with the the plant life. I am going with the first option: the post-war Germany. <laughs> I'm also going with the first option. All right, uh, the first option was correct. Okay, guys, I am not not running away with this this game. So a point for Norman, and a point for me, and a point for Todd. How far back am I from the lead? Pretty far. <laughs> I'm looking for a Zora. This, uh, if this were the NBA, we would we would say you're five games back. <laughs> All right, uh, my next one. Uh, these are going to be looser summaries than my first one. It's uh, Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere. Horizon in the Middle of Nowhere. Yes. Okay. Yeah, hold on. i got to grab my, my notes. Because, again, I didn't have time to write this one out fully. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is this the story of, in the future, all of humanity must leave Earth? And they get on spaceships and they fly out into outer space and they find out that was not a good idea. So they go back to Earth, but find <laughs> out that Earth is uninhabitable except for the island of Japan. And it turns out you can't fit all of humanity on the island of Japan. So they open up pocket dimensions around Japan where now all of humanity is living either on the island of Japan or in the pocket dimensions around Japan. And crazy stuff happens in all those pocket dimensions. They keep popping back out uh, a little bit jealous of the ones that are living on the real Earth. Or... <laughs> Is this the story of a teenage boy who wakes up, opening shot, desert. He's lying in the desert, no footprints, no signs of how he got there, no memory of who he is or what he's doing there. And he stands up and he sees an object on the horizon and figures, I, I see nothing else. It's just horizon everywhere else. So I'm going to walk towards that. And on his walk, he starts running into strange creatures, all of whom also have no memory of why, who they are or why they're here, including a living laser that lives encased in a suit of mirrors that face inward, uh, a lizard with a robot tail that shoots poison darts, and a uh, a witch who has a broomstick that does not fly. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them know why they're there. Which one of those is the true story of Horizon in the middle of nowhere. Who has the first pick on this? I think I do. Okay. Unfortunately. Oh, man. Um, I am going to select uninhabitable except Japan. Okay. My next? Todd. Yeah, Todd. I'm also going with uninhabitable except Japan. So am I. You guys did the wrong Zoro on me. <laughs> you you chose the right one. I, I'm not cleaning up in this game, okay. but that's fine because I discovered that there's this show about all of humanity leaving Earth and then coming back. <laughs> and then coming back. <laughs> like that, that's never mind. Thing. I was like, wait a second. Could that have been real? <laughs> oh, I, I I am just finding a deep love for this over the top creativity of anime where <laughs> anything goes. Well, and when we were talking about this and we were all listing out titles to make sure that it got cleared and, and nobody would recognize them. Joseph started to really fall in love with some titles, including some that did not make the cut because uh, somebody knew something about them. I think one of these uh, Joseph, you said was dusk maiden of amnesia. And it's like, <laughs> Nope, can't do it. But, but you said, and I'm like, I love this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for yours. Andrew. <laughs> all right. And then we'll uh, we'll get we'll get our, our standings and find uh -huh. out how much my my lead, how impressive my comeback is going to be <laughs> in, in our next couple rounds. 
All right. Are you guys ready for Arpeggio on Blue Steel? Oh, am I ever. <clears throat> After global warming causes the sea levels of Earth to rise, fleets of powerful warships armed with advanced technology and robotic avatar captains mysteriously appear and devastate armed forces of the world. This threat is the Fleet of Fog. It's up to a group of privateers in possession of a single fog submarine, courtesy of Iona, a defector, to deliver humanity's last hope for, from the shores of one nation to another. Or, song is battle and music is war. In an alternate world, magically amplified musical instruments are the most powerful weapons of battling armies. These weapons are wielded by the few talented soldiers on each side who are able to play the delicate melodies known as arpeggios intricate compositions that can strike at enemies directly while leaving civilians and allies unharmed. Uh, Todd, you've got the pick. <laughs> I'm going with number one. Submarines. I'm also going with number one. I gotta be bold. I'm going with number two. Hoping to pick up a free point. The correct answer is number one. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I think I went over this entire round of uh, all four. <laughs> Chosen correctly, I, I picked the real one in mind. I was worried that I was going to be too transparent by actually talking about something musical for the the one with arpeggio in the title. Well, I, I did not see through you. <laughs> you have to make that call, right? Uh, like by you the have way, to think about whether or not that person's going to bluff you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, is two on the nose, or is this exactly the right amount on the, the nose? The name of the submarine, it, or no, not the name of the submarine. Because the name of the submarine is just a random string of numbers and letters. The name of the privateer group is Blue Steel. I don't know where Arpeggio comes in, but that's where the title comes into play. Uh, at the end of round two, Norman, you have seven points. Well done, Norman. I have six points. Oh, just right on his tail. Todd has nine points. Thank you for giving us the tally. Andrew, uh, Norman. <laughs> and Joseph currently has two points. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Uh, round two wasn't kind to me. Uh, but it just makes my inevitable victory all the sweeter. I don't like that I go right Norman. after Todd. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, wait. No, it's, it's Todd. Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd is Todd's first. Go. Okay. I'm out. Okay, this is what, called... What don't you like about going after Todd? Because Norman? he's ahead of me. And if I'm right, <laughs> Joe's just going to pick whatever I say. <laughs> that strategy didn't work out for me last time, Norman. I tried it. <laughs> okay, uh, this is a story. Uh, it's called UFO Ultra Maiden Valkyrie. UFO what a, Ultra what a Maiden great, Valkyrie. What a great string of words. Ultra Maiden Valkyrie? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, they're so comfortable throwing in words that I think American and, and Western shows just aren't digging into. Like, let's get the word Valkyrie in there more often, really? guys. Let, let's get the word Ultra played in a little <laughs> more often. Yeah, it's really um, it's really something else here. OK, we're, we're stuck with all these versions of CSI. <laughs> boring, 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 boring. Give me more Ultra Maiden. Give me more Valkyrie. Give me more UFO. In fact, give me all three of those together. <laughs> Okay, here we go. This is uh, the story of a boy who decides against his better judgment and the advice of people who know better to run a bathhouse for aliens. When one of these aliens accidentally destroys the bathhouse, bathhouse, she must kiss the young boy to save him. Now their souls are linked forever. <laughs> or 
Or it's the story of a young boy who is infused with the spirit of a female warrior, at which point he dons magical armor and flies around the galaxy, protecting the innocent and learning more about his feminine side. These both sound quite believable as anime, and I feel like I've seen things similar to both of them. Uh... <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah, like, like I, I'm not going to say that one of these doesn't exist. I'm, because uh, <laughs> they might both exist. I'm going to go with number one and hope I don't give you more points. Joseph? I'm really kind of petrified about <laughs> making a choice. <laughs> I'm going to go with number two. I am going with number two as well. Ah, the correct answer is number one about the bathhouse. <laughs> That's a point for Norm. <laughs> two points two point for Todd. Three. Two points for Todd. I'm trying to play this One cool, like I don't care, guys. But <laughs> hey, 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 Todd, that's uh, double digits for you. Um, in a moment of honesty, I'm going to say, I wish I had more points. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right. right Norman. So the next one I'm going to do is shuffle. Shuffle. With an, it actually has an exclamation point at the end. It's shuffle with an exclamation that is That is not uncommon. Shuffle. Shuffle. So... Is shuffle about? Oh, the cat! <laughs> I just heard yeah, a cat. He's, he's he's tripping. He's freaking out right now. Maybe he really likes shuffle. Maybe shuffle. He's like, That's my favorite one. Maybe. So, is shuffle about a young boy and his stepsister live in a world connected to both heaven and hell? After a series of childhood events, some good, some bad, he winds up in a love triangle with the princesses of both other universes. Or is it about a dealer at a popular casino? who discovers she has a legendary card with magic powers. There are 13 of them, and if she can gather them all, her wildest dreams may become reality. It's number two. I'm just going in strong and claiming it. It's number two. I'm going to guess number one. Oh, now I have doubt. <laughs> I'm also going to guess number one. It's number one. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Joseph, Joseph's lack of skill for this for this game. <laughs> I, I know. I I am thoroughly enjoying this, even though I just cannot guess right. I need to. Uh, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I, I like last time I said I'm going in strong on my first instant because I keep reversing because I'm second mm-hmm. guessing myself. I needed to second guess myself. You know, I I was expecting uh, one pitch that was going to be about playing cards. And one pitch that was going to be about shuffleboard on a cruise ship. <laughs> Probably high school high school kids on a cruise ship playing shuffleboard. And when I found out that there was an option that had neither of those things, I, I, was, I was comfortable saying, it's got to be that one. <laughs> the one I'm not expecting. Andrew is, uh, he has much better strategy than I do, as is evidence on the scoreboard. But, but now I've, I've, given, I've given it away. So just going to okay. steal that strategy. My next one is called Humanity has declined. Is this the story of Watashi, a young girl in a post-apocalyptic, a post-apocalyptic world where humans are almost extinct, but fairies are thriving? <laughs> Even though she's very young, she's chosen to be the mediator between the two races. This job proves difficult because fairies are obsessed with humans' candy and they cause chaos to get it and don't care about humans at all. But <laughs> with her magically powered hair, and her can-do attitude, Watashi will do her best. 
I have a few questions, nope. but I'm not allowed to <laughs> ask. You knew I know. All right. Or is this a story? Again, humanity has declined. Is this a story of humanity in the near future? World War Three is raging on Earth. Five factions are battling for supremacy of the planet. But war ceases when a message from outer space comes and it's on all communication devices. And it says basically, hey, humanity, we're the Galactic Horde. We've discovered you. You have two options. You can accept option number one, which is send us five champions because we really like our battles in our arenas. And if any of them survive, we'll let you guys live and just become a member of our horde. Or if you decline that offer, you... Uh, We'll let you live for 100 years, and then we're going to destroy all of humanity and kill you. And the leaders of the world can't decide. They don't care because they're going to be dead in 100 years. So they're all set to send the message. Humanity has declined. When suddenly, a group of hackers called the Secret Sauce Ponies take control of all computers on Earth and send the message, we accept. Here are Earth's champions, one from each of the five factions. <laughs> I am absolutely, like, 10,000% voting for option number two on that. Because if it doesn't exist, then it needs to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Who's next in the guessing? Is that Todd? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm also going to go with number two. I'm, uh, I'm going to break the mold and go number one. Norman, you're a wise man. It was uh, number one. It's real. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Number right. two sounds fascinating. Okay, I had questions. <laughs> and also... There's so there are a variety of tropes in anime that Joseph is not terribly familiar with. One of them being tournaments, <laughs> like like anime and manga love tournaments. They will get a tournament into whatever they can get it into. You told you told me that there's a very popular one about a volleyball high school Haikyuu. volleyball team tournament. Is that a haiku? Yeah, yeah. That was actually as odd as that may sound, the seed of inspiration for. <laughs> what i just wrote so two points for joseph and one, one for, for norman. norman does that even That's, oh uh wait you gotta go, don't give a tally until yeah. you you finish round um, three but uh yeah like i can't tell you how many anime or manga will find some way to contrive a tournament like a bracket tournament well it's instant understandable drama Yes. Right. The stakes are there for everyone immediately. Yeah. When but also all of these tournaments, I'm going to say almost invariably take place inside open stadiums with a round tournament space okay. in the middle and like scads of stands that are full to the brim with people. In my, version, in my version, aliens yeah. full of aliens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yours fits right in. And I mean, there's probably a market for that story. <laughs> I, I will try and get it out there. <laughs> All right. But what is, uh, what is your next title? Aesthetica of a rogue hero. All right. One more time, please. Aesthetica of a rogue <laughs> hero. Like the word aesthetic with an Aesthetica. A at the end. Okay. Can you just say it one more time? Cause I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> Aesthetica <laughs> of a rogue hero. I'm just going to warn you right now. Neither of these have anything to do with interior decorating. <laughs> Well, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> the story follows a world where several young men and women regularly find themselves spirited away to a world of sword and magic called Alazard. Those who survive and return are typically gifted with magic abilities. An international training organization named Babel protects these young re returnees and trains them in the use of their power. A wayward hero has come back to his world along with a beautiful girl who is the daughter of the last dark lord whom he defeated in battle. 
Okay, I was just gonna say you were heading towards the Dream Lord territory of death. Yeah, you were. <laughs> That's an opposite there. I, this, I kept him under a hundred. Okay, words. yeah. In a world where magic and quests are commonplace, surviving a failed quest is not so common. Such survivors are no longer considered heroes and must wear must wear the gray mark of their failure until they die. Shiryu seeks to remove her gray failure by becoming a hero again, one recognized by the entire world. But what quests must she complete to achieve this goal? Oh. All right. Let's see. Uh, Todd. Todd. I'm going to go with number one. I'm also going to go with number one. I'm all in on number two. That's a true story that exists. The correct answer is number one. <laughs> I think I think it's gone that way for all of mine so far. But Todd and Norman have picked correctly, and Joseph has bought into my bluff. <laughs> and that sounded like uh, could be an anime series. I was I was uh, all in on that one. Uh, I, I think it could be. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, get it out there. We're, not, th- we're not throwing around bad ideas. These are viable <laughs> options, people. Producers uh, in Japan, listen to this yeah. and, and give us a call. <laughs> All right. Uh, where, where do our points stand? Norman is at 11. I am at 8. Joseph is at 4. <laughs> and Todd is at 13. Whoa. I almost wish I'd stayed at 2. <laughs> I kind of spoiled that. Then I picked up <laughs> a couple great points. <laughs> not for that Zoro. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I'm up now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, you're yeah, protecting your lead. How are we doing on time? This is probably going to be our final round, I believe. So. Uh, yes. So this is this is the moment to shine, uh, Todd. Okay. In Tokyo, this is called. Uh, sorry, the 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 story is called Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. In Tokyo in 2040, there is a crisis. A bunch of robots. A bunch of robots go rogue. And destroy the city, only to be stopped by a renegade group of misfits. An office worker from the company that makes the robots joins the renegades to stop the robots from causing more mayhem. But are these noble renegades really as good as they seem? Okay. Number two is called Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. <laughs> in Tokyo, in 2040, there is a crisis. A group of superpowered supervillains is attacking the city. What is their superpower? Blowing giant bubbles of bubblegum and using them to fly around the city, causing mayhem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Power <laughs> through it, Todd. You don't want to break and tip your hand as to which one's real. The only thing standing me. I, I know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's Todd. It, it could go out your way. He's left like this at his own stuff and at other stuff. <laughs> That's true. The only thing standing between them and complete domination of the city is a young group of, you guessed it, Pop stars, bubbly musical mayhem ensues. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Norman, it's on you. I'm going. I'm going with number one. I'm going I'm with number, number one too. I'm also going number one. I uh, I applaud you all on your wisdom. Um, <laughs> it is in fact number one, the real one. But I could not. I knew that it was going to give it away, but I could not give up the chance. Uh, to use pop stars, so <laughs> to make so many bubblegum jokes. Well, well played, <laughs> well played uh, everyone. You all, all right, I'm Norman. Todd, don't want to worry you, but I just closed the gap between us. <laughs> <laughs> An ever shrinking difference. 
I don't know if you can make it up. I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> By the nature of the math. game. I want to stay off of it. <laughs> All right. So this is my last one. Mm-hmm. So this is called Chrono Crusade, but it is spelt without the first O in the word Chrono. Why? Why? I had always, I had always been reading that as Cherno Crusade, and I, and this changes things in my head a bit. <laughs> Chrono Crusade because there's a missing vowel. You put the missing vowel the wrong side of the R. Yeah, because I, I, yeah. I, I think of Chernobyl when I see C H R. So this is called Chrono Crusade. So okay, that's hmm. here are my here are my two summaries. A young man lives in a desolate place called the Lost Ground, where the only people with power have abilities called altars, powered by a portal to another world. The mainland organization Holy tries to gain control of the source of this power and the people who unknowingly live alongside it. Or is it about a Catholic nun? and the demon that feeds off her life, life force trying to undo the possession of her younger brother by another demon. Working for the Vatican as monster hunters, they hope to someday find a way to rid her brother of the demon and go back to their normal life together. Joseph, you want to make a pick? <laughs> I'm going with the nun and the monster. I'm going with the other one. Um, I'm going to go with the first one. The second one was real. Joseph got the point. My comeback is coming true, guys. It's okay. Norman only got two points. (laughs) So this this is when I admit that a bunch of my summaries, my fake ones are from shows I didn't pick. <laughs> Most of them These are real shows, picked. but that's not the title. <laughs> but that's not the right, title. At, at the end, tell us what uh, what what uh, summaries you cribbed. Yeah, <laughs> where, where give proper really credit to the to these other shows that obviously have fantastic premises. <laughs> that's not true for all of the ones I came up with, but it is true for that one for sure. And okay. well, we'll, we'll throw out some credit where it's due. Only not true for pumpkin scissors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, I guess I didn't expect a theme. Your final round, Joseph. Yeah, it's Boogie Pop Phantom, guys. It's your, it's your chance <laughs> to get three points on Boogie Pop Phantom. Yeah. Boogie Pop Phantom. I saw that title and I was just like, well, I have no idea. But that conjures so much potential in my mind. <laughs> if I was channeling Todd right now, there'd be some pop star references coming your way. Yes. But I didn't go. I didn't go that route. It's all about bubbles being popped. <laughs> yes. uh, is this a story that takes place in a steampunk frontier world that is a blend of the old American West and feudal Japan, where humans and monsters have a mostly truce that allows a rough and tumble society to have developed, uh, in which Boogie Pop Phantom is a monster's monster? A human who never speaks, Boogie Pop Phantom wears a top hat, a leather duster jacket, a tinted monocle, monocle, and a disco jumpsuit underneath all that. He also has a glorious set of mutton chops and one robotic arm. He carries a sword that is longer than he is, as well as a bandolier of bullets, though he hates guns. Boogie Pop Phantom is the only force keeping order in this world. You can't call out for him. You can't summon him. But if any man or monster steps too far out of line, Boogie Pop Phantom may show up to punish them. Oh my or, gosh, that's amazing. That's an amazing description. Boogie Pop Phantom. 
Well, wait for this one. <laughs> is this a story uh, in a world where five years ago there were a string of unsolved serial serial killings at an all girls school? The students whisper that Boogie Pop Phantom, a personification of death, is responsible for those murders from five years ago. But surprise, Boogie Pop is not an urban legend. It's really the, the suppressed alternate personality of to- Touka, one of the girl students at the school. But here's the twist. Boogie Pop is not the serial killer. Boogie Pop is trying to hunt down the real serial killer because Boogie Pop, the Boogie Pop persona was born when Touka saw one of the murder victims five years ago. Now, when students at the school start disappearing, Boogie Pop reemerges and is determined to kill the killer. <laughs> Dang. That's good. Dang. Dang. I can't get over. I can't get over Boogie Pop. Phantom. Just as a term. <laughs> as a title. It's, and, 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 it's, and it's genuinely the title of one of these. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Is it my pick? Uh, it's it's, out, it's on a- me. A- Andrew I'm, first. I'm, I'm rubbing my head for a second. Um, <laughs> I'm um, dying laughing. It's funny. Serial murders in the school. I mean, a school, uh, an all-girls school setting is a strong... A venue for anime, right? That's a, it, it, it is not an unreasonable choice. <laughs> not neither of these is uh, anything but yeah, like, strong, <laughs> a strong setting yeah, like, for an anime series. You know, I, I can easily visualize anime scenes in an all girls school and also in a steampunk Western feudal Japan setting <laughs> with monsters. Okay. Is it my Todd? okay? I, I'm also going with girls' school. I just I I admire the description of Boogie Pop Phantom from the first one. I feel like if that character really exists, it is like a perfect, uh, it's a perfect summary. It's like the platonic ideal of a, <laughs> of, of a boogie man's boogeyman. <laughs> of, a, of an anime character. He's like, got the super long sword. He's got the bullets, but he doesn't like to shoot guns. He's got the duster. Like, it, it's all there. So uh, I feel like that was a little too on the nose. So I'm going with number two, but I really hope that number one. It, it smacks up satire to you. Yes. Now, Todd, do, do note that there are many anime and manga that are satires of anime and manga. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. I am I am also going to go with number two because I think it was a little too on the nose for the first one. It is uh, the all-girl school. It is the, is the real one. <sighs> is the, but does the Boogie Pop Phantom Persona present in any particular way? or I, I'm going to tell you guys what. Uh, it's something. I read summaries of this series on four different websites. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you still can't really tell us that much about I it. I left out some stuff about some drug conspiracies, humans entering other stages of evolution. There was a pillar of light that was part of the inciting incident of all this. I just tried to trim it down to what seemed to be shared amongst all the summaries I was reading because people couldn't seem to decide what was important. Wow. I'm guessing you should have thrown in some more crazy crap. Yeah. If someone had wa- has watched Boogie Pop Phantom, they probably listened to my summary and said, well, he left out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think I interpreted it correctly that the Boogie Pop persona is hunting the serial killer, but it was a little vague. But I think that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> um. And here's our last one. 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah, the, closing it out. Final Wait, uh, just oh, go ahead. Uh, who do Todd and Norman have a chance, or you to shift position? I am obviously in last place, but um, is there a chance for a shift here? Yeah, yeah, there is. Okay, so choose wisely, everyone. <clears throat> let me let me put it this way: uh, Norman and Todd, your choices matter. <laughs> what about me, Andrew? What do you say? <laughs> Your choice can give neither you nor I enough points to make a difference. Okay. But the choices of Norman and Todd could change things. <clears throat> and if we choose the same, then you don't tie. know. We're not going to say who's winning. Well, so, or is it a tie? We, we, we really yeah, we're going to leave it vague. If we choose the same thing, one of us has to be right, one of us has to be wrong, and it's a tie. But, but one no of you one might have, have done a lead. this math. One of you might have a lead right now. And the other one could tie it or, you know, I'm not saying I'm trying to leave it. It really is impossible to know. Okay. (laughs) But you guys have to choose between these synopses for Anti-Magic Academy, the 35th (laughs) Test Platoon. (laughs) I feel like every one of these titles deserves a slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do one for the closer. I know, like, out of, out, of, out of all these things, all of our synopses, and, and even the actual synopses, none of them are as good as these titles just on their own. Yeah. <clears throat> magic is a cancer that must be excised from the realm of Ptolemyos. The Anti-Magic Academy's 35th Test Platoon is the scalpel that will achieve this goal. Using weaponry still under review, the platoon is responsible for hunting and killing any animal with a trace of magic in its blood. Conducting futuristic fox hunts from the backs of their cyber steeds, they won't stop until their objective is complete. Or, set in a world where witches run havoc, the military decides to shift from using swords to using guns to neutralize magical threats. The Anti-Magic Academy is an institution that specializes in training witch hunters. Takeru Kusanagi, who can't use a gun and continues to fight with a sword, is relegated to the 35th Test Platoon a motley group who can't cooperate. One day, Uaka Otiri, an elite pistol master who is for, who was forced into demotion, joins the platoon. Will they be able to gather their strengths and work together? All right, the title of the series was, one more time. Anti-Magic Academy, the 35th Test Platoon. Yeah, I really just want you to say that again. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 Todd. Todd, you get the first pick. Um... I really, I applaud you on your um, ability to, I mean, both of these summaries sound totally plausible to me. Uh, I'm going with number two. Norman, I'm going to go Mostly because one. I really want number two to happen. I'm going to go with number one. Okay. I'm going with number 1.5. I get points either way. <laughs> <laughs> that is not an option. Just All like, right, number two. Number two. Uh, the correct answer is number two. Oh! Ah! A point for Joseph and a point for Todd and a point for me. Sorry, Norman. Uh, which means that the final tally is Joseph with seven. Nice. Me with 11. Well done. Broke into the double digits. Yeah. That's hard to do. Very difficult. Todd with 15. And Norman with 15. Yes. Oh, a tie. <laughs> a tie between Norman and Todd. Oh, good game, guys. That was Who would have saw that coming? 
I, 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 if you had, if you had told me to predict what the scores would be and who would have those scores, I would have gone with Norman at the front. Norman certainly. Todd, I was not expecting would, quite would, so much. I'm just based on familiarity with the genre yeah. or, or the medium. I yeah, guess. like Todd I, and Andrew. Or, I, I, or, would, I mean, Norman and Andrew. Would be I, I mean, I would not have guessed quite such a lead ahead of Joseph <laughs> for the winners. <laughs> like. You guys more than double tips points. I don't. I don't think we need to delve into the details of that. <laughs> the hat trick on hard boiled papa. That was what. Yeah, the, uh, that was what Zorro. did it for me. Oh, all right. This yeah. was a lot of fun, and man, these titles are entertaining to think about. And even even now, like I still don't know why some of them are called what they're called. Yeah, and I'd really like to know. All right, but I, I I don't have any way to get that answer. I don't think. All right, okay, so three summaries. I have a tiebreaker. I'm okay. going to look at a random list of anime, and I'm going to try to pick one title that I think you have not seen. For Norman? <laughs> For Norman? For Norman. If you've and- seen it, you win the tiebreaker. If you have not seen it, then I win the tie. You have to have seen, let's say you have to have seen at least, at least a full episode. Okay? Okay. I'll All agree right. to that. Okay. What if where, I can summarize you- it? What if I can summarize it? <laughs> What if Even you can immediately, off episode. the top of his head, give a summary that Andrew and I both say, that's real. <laughs> he's, he's telling the truth. <laughs> now, Todd, where are you that getting... That sounds fair. Where, that sounds fair. Where are you getting this list? I'm getting this from list of uh, list of anime. All right. Uh, Real quick, Todd, you scan that Wikipedia. and and, okay. and and find one. But while he does that, Norman, which uh, are the titles of the series that you kind of borrowed of a few plot points from, just so we can hear some okay. more great anime titles? So, uh... Under shuffle, my fake my fake summary was the young woman who's a dealer at a casino discovers she has a legendary card. She can collect thirteen of them. Make a wish. Uh, that's an anime series uh, summarized poorly called Rio Rainbow Gate. Okay, I really thought that one was Rio, okay. I guessed sorry, it. But... Rio Rainbow Gate. <laughs> yes, I thought uh, it was two on the main nose for the title is Rio. It, it is, but it, the, the, the title is Rio Rainbow Gate. Okay. Uh, so the, the fake synopsis from uh, Under a Place Farther Than the Universe was two brothers saw a UFO, then they wanted to be astronauts. One got there faster than the other. Uh, is that that Space is Brothers? A real, that is a real series called Space Brothers. Okay, because I knew, I knew that title was in the potential mix, but I didn't know what the, okay. the suburb was. So, and Under Chrono Crusade. My fake one was a young man lives in a desolate place called the Lost Ground. Organization called Holy wants to gain control of like their their superpowers. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the f- list of forty anime that I listed, mm-hmm. and you look at the one on the bottom, that is the synopsis for that series, which is S dash Cry dash E D. Scryed. S cried. Cried. So, <laughs> is, it, is, is the cry in all caps, right? The, the, the C is capitalized. Okay, because sometimes you get some weird capitalization stuff. I saw a listing for um, Subasa Reservoir Chronicles that had some really funky capitalization choices. Uh, or one of the ones on my list that I didn't use is also, uh, it's pronounced holic, but there's three unnecessary X's in front of it. I, lowercase X's, which I love that series. I My understanding is that we should interpret those basically as dashes because it's dealing with like um, addiction, not 
like physical addiction, like being an alcoholic, or, uh, but more it, like being a shopaholic, like an addiction I thought to it was activity. Like a pornography. I thought it was a pornography addiction. Yeah, which is why I think the, the three X's is, is a bad um, interpretation I of what that should be. I, I thought it might be like an algebraic, each episode is going to focus on a different kind of addiction, a different kind of holic. Shopaholic, alcoholic. In a sense it is, yeah. but in, in a much larger sense, like not exactly. Okay. But um, it, it's dealing with uh, demons, both personal emotional psychological and in some cases supernatural yeah like, like now, see, actual supernatural I, demons i haven't seen holic but i <laughs> knew that title so i wrote it down <laughs> I, I i am a big fan of that series it is kind of creepy and weird but also like really satisfying yeah. to see them dealing with like emotional stuff all right in the free time that you guys don't have you two need to say Hey, dueling genre. We're doing an anime show. Oh, <laughs> I have I have thought about it. Let me tell you. In the free time yeah. you don't have, the, the reason would, that I would be willing to potentially do a chapter by chapter review of One Piece, but it will take forever. Yeah, that one. That, there's like 800 chapters right now already. All right, hold on. Uh, um, wait, no, no, there's 900. Nine. There's 902 or something. Guys, I just remembered. Yeah. Todd is uh, looking up okay. the tiebreaker. Let me uh, before Todd brings in the tiebreaker. Let me tell you, like. The best way, maybe not the best way, but one one good way to consume anime is an experience I had while I was in college. Um, it was anime night with just a group of friends in in my apartment complex. And on Saturday nights, we would get together at, at one person's apartment and we would watch some random anime. And if somebody had a new suggestion, we'd try a few episodes of that. Or if there was a show that we were like getting through, like Full Metal Alchemist, which I brought, mm-hmm. um, we would, you know, get through like three, four episodes and then watch like two episodes of something different or something new. And anime night was fantastic. It was a great experience and you get to try out new stuff. And sometimes there's stuff that's like, that's not really good. I don't <laughs> want to watch any more of that. I'm and then it gets voted down. Yeah. But uh, Joseph's talked about his, his uh, TV watching night, nights with, yeah. with um, Lost and, and Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And I had a similar experience with anime for not a, not a super long time. Um, but for a, a long series of months and it was a fun experience. And I definitely, you know, got into some stuff that I wouldn't have known about otherwise. And I also saw some, and I was like, Oh, that turned out to be not so satisfying. <laughs> there was one called, um, Seraph of the end, uh, which yeah, actually is, is Seraph of the end vampire rain. And in the first episode, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. This is intense. And then the second episode it was like, Oh, now we're dealing with a lot of high school stuff. And I was like, this switched gears really hard. And I did not like this new gear. <laughs> All right. Todd, do you have a tie-breaking anime title? I hope it wasn't Seraph at the end. Uh, it was not. <laughs> this is so amazing. I mean, <laughs> the, the title an, abund- an abundance of riches here. Yeah. Um, but what is... See, I, I go through this and I'm like... These titles all sound so ridiculous. There's no way he's seen any of these. And then I and then I look at Sword Art Online, and I'm like, okay, I like that's a that's a weird title. And well, there's yet, a new I series that, right now called Gun Gale Online. Yeah, yeah, I know that you've seen Sword Art, Art Online. That's not the one that I'm. That, well, that's not what people I'm have. It was a very popular one. <laughs> yes, uh, I've actually seen Sword Art Online. Uh, so I am going not with a Dark Rabbit has seven lives, which is one that m- you may have seen, but the spinoff series, which is called Gecko Kurenai's Student Council Room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Gecko Kurenai's student council room. Norman, do you know it? No, you've got me stumped on that one. Ah! <laughs> so Todd is going to claim the victory by somehow finding I mean, thousands of titles. <laughs> what? Something that Norman had yeah, seen. The odds were really stacked against Todd. <laughs> I also I also have not seen A Dark Rabbit Has Seven Lives. I have no idea what that's about. Oh, okay. All um, right. Uh, real quick, one final activity before we close out this episode. Okay. I want everyone to write down one word. I don't care if it's an adjective or a noun. <laughs> We're just going to each write down one word. As, as we know, there are plenty of titles that don't have to make any sort of grammatical And uh, sense. We're, we're making an anime title, guys. Okay. All right. Todd, we'll, we'll read them out first and see what comes out and then see if we can rearrange it if we need to. Okay. Todd. Furthermost. Overreaching image. Wait, I need to write these down so we've got them. Furthermost. Furthermost. And then overreaching image with a hyphen. Okay. Well, that is, by the way, that is a great start and could stand on its own. uh, Well, mine ended up hyphenated. I wrote down a word and then I wrote down another and then I liked the combination. Enhanced bibliophiles. Okay. Uh, So furthermost, overreaching image. Enhanced. Enhanced bibliophiles. I think there's there's a colon after uh, after furthermost overreaching image colon this is enhanced now. bibliophiles and what's our last part of the title Andrew the last word is bazooka noose <laughs> <laughs> so our new anime series is furthermost overreaching image colon enhanced bibliophiles bazooka noose. <laughs> You can play with the font however you want, like change, make yeah, the yeah. Le- change letters, capitalization. Um, of course, you could also throw in slashes, oh, another yeah. colon. Mm-hmm. Or just a, a letter at the end, like Z is a common one. Yeah. <laughs> Zuka nooses. <laughs> uh, no, like uh, 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 change your Oh, Zuka Z. <laughs> Now I see. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant things like the uh, the pluraliz- pluralization. Do uh, we want to change those words around in any order, or are we sticking with that? I, I think we got to keep that order. What do you guys think? I think it's. Good. I think that we have. I think we have achieved as close as is humanly possible to the platonic ideal of an anime. <laughs> Crazy anime does, uh, does does the guy from Boogie Pop Phantom feature <laughs> in, in, in yes. further most overreaching image? Enhanced bibliophiles bazooka noose Z. <laughs> Z. All right, well, listeners, we hope that was as much fun for you as it was for us. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you, Norman, for joining us on the special anime episode of the Protagonist Podcast. Of course. And that is going to wrap things up. Uh, thank you, listeners, as well. And for show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. If you enjoyed this episode, you can go check out any of our random uh, creation episodes. We always do one around Halloween and one around Christmas. So, Go search for Halloween specials or Christmas specials. They have a similar flavor. You can suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or give us any comments or corrections by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter. You can follow Protagonist Pod, Todd K. Mack, Jay Dorowski. Our producer, Andrew, is at Diz Minute. And our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. And Norman, you are a co-host of the Lord of the Ring Minutes podcast. And what social media do you have for that show? 
we are on Facebook. You can look up Lord of the Rings Minute. We have a Facebook page. Our listener group is called Fellowship of the Mic. And we're also on Twitter at Lord of the Rings Minute. If you would like to support the show financially, you can buy a topic for us to discuss or show your appreciation with a monetary donation by going to patreon.com slash protagonist. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story. So long. So long. I almost died. Wow. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> You can't get it out, guys. <laughs> Let me see it. Funny word. I'll read it. <laughs> That's not helpful at all. <laughs> can't well, Andrew's laughing when you lose it. Okay. The last word. No, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. All right. I wish you guys could have seen him. <laughs> Focus on the breathing. In and out. Alright, let's uh give a clean cut take so you can cut all that out and use it as our, our outro. Blooper. <laughs> yep. Alright. Uh. <laughs>